All praises to the most high brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to be going over something that I want to go over for a while now, and that's the scene of the flood. I was having a discussion with a individual that says that uh, well he says let me let me get the story right because I don't want any I don't want you to miss any of this when we were discussing why Noah was saved on the flood he said that Noah was saved because he was chosen God chose him and therefore he was saved and I asked him, where is that in scripture? Because brothers and sisters, it's it, it, sometimes when you lack the integrity of God, and you know, the integrity is found in 1 Kings 9 and 4. The first book of Kings chapter 9 verse 4. Now this is the only way you're going to get integrity. 1 Kings 9 and 4, when we read this, it says, 1 Kings 9 and 4, And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father, he's talking about Solomon, walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee and will keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will, verse 5, establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever. As I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. So the integrity, brothers and sisters, came from keeping the statutes and the commandments of God. And I'm going to show you another uh, chapter and verse. Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3. It says, the integrity of the upright, remember uprightness was in 1 Kings 9 and 4. Proverbs 11 and 3 says, the integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressor shall destroy them. So, when I asked him, because you have to have the proof. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, to prove all things. He told me that I don't need the Bible to prove that. I said, okay. That was it. The end of the conversation, in his heart, he was puffed up. And you know, Paul addressed this. Paul addressed this, brothers and sisters, in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. This is why he said this. Colossians, uh, excuse me, not Colossians chapter 1. But Colossians chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Let no man beguile you of your reward and voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, which are messengers. These are not the angels from heaven doing the work of God. These angels are messengers, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind. See, he didn't need the Bible to confirm what he was speaking out of his mouth couldn't prove it 
believe me, brothers and sisters, there are millions that believe the same way he do. Noah was just chosen. Well, in this podcast episode, we're going to be going over the story in the book of Genesis chapter 6. We're not going to read the whole thing into Genesis 7, but we're going to read the part where it is proven and confirmed by the Bible why Noah was saved from the flood. But what I want to do is I want to go to the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 38, to show you that Christ knew this story as well, our Lord and Savior. Matthew 24, verse 37 is where I'll start. Matthew 24, verse 37 says, But as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, there were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Verse 39, And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So, Christ compared his second coming as to the days of Noah. So let's go back there to Genesis 6. Now, Christ didn't go into any further detail about what was going on in Genesis 6, but we're going to take a look at it right now. And where we're going to start is Genesis 6 and 5. So turn in your Bibles with me to Genesis 6 and 5. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. So the thoughts of man's heart was evil continually, and he was also trapped in wickedness. Now, the, the what we want to do, brothers and sisters, is we want to define two words in that verse, because we got to move on. We want to, to, to define wickedness and evil. Let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 39. Now, for sake of time, Genesis 39. I'm, I'm even before, and, and the reason why I'm going to Genesis 39, brothers and sisters, is because it's before the Ten Commandments came down uh, from heaven, as it says in Nehemiah 9, 13, from God, the hand of God, Exodus 32, 16. God wrote this with his own finger, not the fire that Sesame the Mill shows you in the Ten Commandments. Brothers and sisters, trying not to give him, give him an image, but with the hand of God and the body of God, as it says in Exodus 24, Verses 10 through 12. God came down in a body and gave Moses the commandments. Exodus 24. I'm going to show you Exodus 24. Verse 10 says, And they saw the they saw they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And as it were a body, body. The God of Israel has a body. They try to say, oh, the Lord doesn't have a shape or form. He's spirit, but 
the God of it, this says that God has a body of heaven in his clearness. Man, how these people come out with their own doctrines instead of what the Bible says to try to cover up things. Let's go to Genesis 39, verse 9. This is when Joseph was pursued by uh, Pharaoh's wife. And I'm going to just read Genesis 39 and, and, and uh, verse 8 and 9. Genesis 39, 8 and 9 says, But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master uh, woteth not that is with me in the house. And he hath committed all that he hath into my hands. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Wickedness is sin. Wickedness is sin. Deuteronomy. I just, I'm just pointing out. I, what I want to do is I want to point out what the wickedness they is. There's no other definition for wickedness or understanding that the Bible has for wickedness than what we're reading. Deuteronomy 17 verse 2 says, If there be found among you within any of thy gates which the Lord thy God giveth thee, man or woman, that hath wrought wickedness, in the sight of the Lord, in transgressing his covenant. Verse 3. This I just read Deuteronomy 17, verse 2. Deuteronomy 17, verse 2 is the verse I just read. Verse 3. And have gone and served other gods and worshipped them, either the sun or the moon or any of the hosts of heaven, which I have not commanded. Verse 4. Then it, then, and it, be told thee, and thou hast heard of it, and inquired diligently, and behold, it will be if it be true, and a thing is certain that such abomination is wrought in Israel. So God was saying, Hey, look, one of the wicked ways that we one of the ways we could be wicked is honoring other gods or seeing other ways of life before what the Bible says. But the point is, the wickedness is sin. Now let's look at evil. Let's look at evil. We want to go to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 17, verse 13. Again, it says, Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets, by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes, according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servant, the prophets. So, Evil was against law. Let's 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 go to another chapter in the verse. I'm showing you what evil is because brothers and sisters, you will not get the definition or the understanding of evil anywhere else but here at a light to the children ministries. I'm going to show you exactly what it is, what the Bible says these things are. Moses wrote of this. Proverbs 13, verse 21 says, evil pursue of sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. So I don't want to take too much, too much more time on that. What we are witnessing in Genesis 6 and 5 is sin, transgression of the law. Romans 
Let me show you something. Romans chapter 15. The reason why I want this is because Paul said a mouthful here. Romans chapter, the book of Romans chapter 4. The book of Romans chapter 4. And I want to read verse uh, 15. He says, because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. But, but here in Genesis, wickedness and evil was being committed, so law and transgression exist. Watch. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and grieved him at his heart. David wrote about this. Remember, I'm going to show you something. When we read the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, chapter and verse, brothers and sisters, is the only way to go. 2 Samuel, chapter 23, verse 2. David writes this. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me. His word was in my tongue. Verse 3. The God of Israel said that, said, the rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. So let's take a look at Psalms 119, verse 158. When David had wrote through the Spirit of God of what was grieving him, which God caused him to write, God caused him to write in Psalms. Psalms 119, verse 158 says, I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word. See, this is the reason why God was grieved in Genesis 6 and 6. 1 John 3 and 4 says, Whoso committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is transgression of the law. You cannot commit transgression or do wickedness or do evil if there is no law. I'm taking you somewhere, brothers and sisters, because he said that it's because Noah was chosen. No, it wasn't. It's another reason. As we read on, you're going to see. Verse 7. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Now, we're getting a little bit more detailed. I'm going to destroy man off the face of the earth. Now, remember, Christ said that as in the days of Noah, so shall the Son of Man be. Brothers and sisters, one of the one things that we do here at Elect to the Children's Ministries is we always give you what the book says and we find things in the Bible that compare to what we've read already. 
in the text. So in Genesis 6 and 7, for sin, God destroyed man off the face of the earth. Let's go to a prophecy. Remember, Christ says, so shall the son of man be when he comes. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the son of man. I'm going to give you a prophecy that describes that. Because remember, Christ, Christ, if you're looking at the doctrine of Christ, he's only quoting what the prophets are saying, but he didn't go into it heavy. It says this in uh, Matthew 24, 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. With power, power and great glory. Let's take a look at the power. Let's see what happens with the power that he has. The power. The book of Isaiah chapter 13, verse 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh both cruel and wrath and fierce anger to lay the, to lay the land desolate. He shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Transgressors of the law is what a sinner is. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. Same thing Christ said in Matthew 24, verses 29 and 30. The sun shall be darkened and it's going forth. And the moon shall not cause her light to, sun, her light to shine. Same thing. He said it. This is the prophecy. He didn't go, in, he didn't go into it in depth like Isaiah did. Isaiah 13, verse 11. And I will punish the world for their evil with the power that he has and glory and the wicked for their iniquity. So remember, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, we're going to see two words that look exactly the same, wickedness and evil. Watch this, verse 11. Look, look carefully. And I will punish the world for their evil, Genesis 6 and 5, and the wicked for their iniquity, Genesis 6 and 5. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Verse 12, and I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, what that means, we were going right back. Because right, I, I want you to see to the vision, to the vision of Nahum. Now, I was going to use Jeremiah 25 and verse 33, but I want to use Nahum 3 and 3 when it says, The horsemen lifted up both the bright sword and the glittering spear. These horsemen are talking about war. This is how it's going to begin. When the sun is darkened, what do you think darkened the sun? What do you think causes the moon not to give her light? The atmosphere being covered up in smoke. From war. Glittering spears flying. 
and there shall be a multitude of slain, a great number of carcasses, and there shall and there is none end to their corpses, for they stumble upon corpses. Folk dead bodies is gonna start this thing out through war. Nuclear war. And then when you go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 63. Isaiah 63. Once that, if that doesn't get it, Isaiah 63 is going to happen. Now, this is something new I'm, I'm reading. This, I've already always known it, but it is so graphic. When it says, in Isaiah 63, verse 3, I have trodden down the wine press alone. And of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them down in my anger and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain my raiment. For the day of vengeance is my is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. The redeemed is those that God hath redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm coming up with a podcast episode on that in depth what christ is saying here in these two verses i'm going to do some killing as well verse 6 of isaiah 63 and i will tread down the people in mine anger and i will make them drunk in my fury and i will bring down their strength to the earth that means i'm going to take away their strength God is, this is the second coming of Christ. These are things that's going to happen that prophecies are talking about. Genesis 6 and 8. Here's the key. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why? See, this is what he didn't want to tell me. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9. I'm going to show you why he found it. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man a, and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. This is why he found grace. Psalms 119, verse 29. Psalms 119, verse 29 says this. Listen carefully. It says, remove, this is David writing with the Spirit of Christ, remove from me the way of lying, which... Is what people do when they come up with their own theories about the Bible. And grant me thy law, law, graciously. So the law came by grace. And Noah found grace way back in Genesis 6 and 8. How? These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect, and his generations, and he walked with God. A just man, Ezekiel 18. So you got to see what just is. Just, what does it mean to be just? I'm going to show you what it means. Not tell you, show you. Ezekiel 18, verse 4 and 5. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Transgresses my law, in the end it's going to die. Verse 5, Ezekiel 18, verse 5, but if a man be just and do that which is lawful and right. So a just man do does what is lawful, lawful and right. 
That is just. Let's go to Ezekiel 18 and 9. Let's drop down to verse 9. And he has walked in my statutes and have kept my judgments to deal truly. He is just and he shall surely live, saith the Lord God. So a just man keeps law. No other definition of being just. That's what the just. Romans 7 verse 12. For the law is holy, for the commandment is holy, just, and good. Perfect, 1 Kings 8, 61. When you're perfect before God. Now, and believe me, brothers and sisters, I could take you to scripture right now in the New Testament, at least six scriptures that tell you that you have to be perfect before the Lord returns. Matter of fact, I'm going to make a podcast episode on that. We must be perfect. Oh, we can't be perfect. No. Matthew 5, verse 48, Christ says, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Doesn't look like he was negotiating that at all. 1 Kings 8, 61. Let your heart, therefore, be perfect with the Lord, our God, to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. Now, brothers and sisters, this is what Noah was doing. He was keeping the law. Luke 1 and 6. See, Noah just wasn't chosen. He kept law. That's why he was saved. Let's look at Luke 1 and 6. Luke chapter 1, verse 6. Real quick. Luke 1, verse 6 again says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. That's righteous. See, a lot of people don't want to believe that that's what righteous is, but that's what the Bible says. And I keep quoting it until people understand that that is what being righteous is, is keeping the commandments. And it can be done by flesh. The pastor can't lie to you. They were doing it in the Bible. And so can we do it. Nobody could tell us we can't do anything. So it's 125. Verse 3 says, For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands and do iniquity. So if we being righteous put forth our hand to do iniquity, which is sin, then the rod of the wicked will rest upon us. I want to go back to this just for a second. I want to read one chapter, one verse out of Revelation. Revelation chapter 22. Now, I'm, I'm going to show you. Revelation 22 verse 11 says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. Now, notice it says unjust. Unjust. He that is unjust. The unjust, the opposite of just is unjust. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. So even in Revelation, the last book of the Bible, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. Those that keep the commandments, let them keep on keeping the commandments. Because in Genesis 7, verse 1, it says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Genesis 7 and 1, 
Come thou and all thy household unto the ark, for I have seen righteous before me in this generation. Noah was righteous. Second Peter 2 and 5. See, it wasn't because he was chosen, brothers and sisters, because Noah kept the law. He was saved because he kept the law. <laughs> That's why he was saved. This is why you can never get an accurate story in the Sunday churches. Chosen. No. Second Peter 2 and 5 says, And spirit not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. And what does, it, what does that translate to? 1 Peter 4.18 And if the righteous scarcely be saved because noah was scarcely saved where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear so the ungodly is the sinner what's their judgment to those that keep breaking the 10 words exodus 34 28 deuteronomy 4 13 deuteronomy 10 and 4 what is the judgment for them Brothers and sisters, Noah was saved because he was a law keeper, not because he was chosen. These are the things, brothers and sisters, that have to be proven to you. Just as the flood came upon Noah and he was saved, when you read Isaiah 66, verse 15, on your own, the next time it'll be by fire. 